what we're looking at today or continue looking at is what it if you're trusting the Lord, I will say that much. It's uh and I'm not drinking coffee, I need water this morning. I didn't have any I like my water, I can't have refrigerator water from a vocal cord, so But look how awesome it is for us to be followers of Jesus. And and what it means to be a follower of Jesus and what's going to take place. And it's just amazing to look at His Word and apply it to your life. So if you're here today, you're not born again, you're not following Jesus, hey, I'm glad you're here. Glad you're here in the Word of God. Uh, that's what I did. I went to church and then next thing I do, I give my life to the Lord. But for those here today, they are following Christ and then I'm going to follow Him. He lives in me. Well, these are going to apply to you. Just give you a heads up. And you know what you're going to be getting into. And I'm going to recap a little bit because it's been a couple of weeks since we've in this message here. But he's talking about following Christ. And, uh, in Jeremiah 29.11, again, I'll be recapping some of you already got this written down. And we heard it up here even. For I know the plans I have for you, declared the Lord. Plans to prosper you and not to harm you. Plans to give you hope and give you a future. That's Wow, that's amazing. Do you have anybody else ever tell you that? No, but God has, okay? He's talking to you. And then he says in Isaiah 43, 18, Now listen, don't be thinking about the past all the time. I'm paraphrasing it here, but it's Jeremiah 43, 18 and 19. We're pondering so much on the past. Don't stay back there where you was, thinking about it. Don't let the guilt of the past come up on you. And also, at the same time, don't let the victory you had last year slow you down for this year, Amen. You know, oh, last year I got the witness of four people and led them to the Lord. Praise God, okay? But this is a new year. Amen? And so we want to have that fire inside of us. You know, the, again, my God reigns and He reigns inside of us. And you get that fire of God in you. And, and, and you, you ought to be the point in your life as a follower of Jesus. You just can't shut up about Jesus. Amen? I mean, that's where you want to be. You, you ought to be so infatuated with the Lord that when you walk into a place, people run from you. Oh, he's not talking about Jesus, you know? Kind of like my sister. My sister's into gene- genealogy big time. She's the oldest one in our family. And you actually, hey, now, where, Aunt Martha, where did she live at? Four hours later, you're going to walk away, you know? All the background and stuff, you know? So you'll be really cautious when you ask her a question. Well, that's where we will be with, that we love Christ so much that people, the world needs the Lord, and we don't care if they want to run from us. We always chase after Hey, come back here a second. We're all going to go. I got to go. Yeah, yeah. But he says also, he says in Matthew twenty-two thirty-seven. he says for us, and funny he tells us this, but this should be in a hard anyway, love the Lord your God with every passion of your heart. This is the passion translation also. With all the energy of your being and with every thought that is within you. This is the great supreme commandment. Otherwise, I'll be the point, everything that we say we're going to do, man, is it going to please Jesus? Is Lord, you want me to do this? You ever talk to the Lord and say, what do we want to do today? Yeah. You ever have decisions to make? And you get good decisions. But which one today, Lord? Yes. I want to please you today. And that's that's part of us. I mean, it's all... We are blessed, but we're blessed to be a blessing. But it's all about Jesus. And you think, well, I think that's kind of crazy. Well, I understand that. You might think it. But as born again, we're dead. Truly. Our heart's desire should be dead for the things of this world. It's all about the Lord. Yeah, but 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 
happens. And, and, and that's where we're renewing our minds at, guys. Amen? You hear the Word of God, it helps draw you away from the things of the past and, and toward the future with Him. He says, get your heads up. You're going to follow me? And awesome, He tells you this. I mean, can you imagine? I say, hey, listen. Well, Chuck Mowers this weekend. Chuck him already has it all coming out. And then we'll have a great time. Oh, awesome. So we all show up there. There's Chuck and Marty. they got the bibbies on. they got the muckers on, which is boots and stuff. And they're passing out pitchforks. All right, guys, we got my nerve on holiday. Oh, Chuck, why didn't you tell me that? Man, I got my, I got my, I don't know, what's the expensive shoes? I got my Clarks. Clarks? Okay, I got my Clarks on, you know, I got my, my Dublin hits or whatever it is. Oh, if you would have told me, man, I'm out here. Now, if he would have called and said, hey, listen, we're going to gather and have a manure party. I'm going to pass out pitchforks and we're going to haul manure to bring your old clothes and stuff. Hey, you would decide then where you want to go, right? So I still show up. I love hauling manure. I know, I'm strange. But, but at least you would know up front what would be going on. Well, we look right here. The master tells us this. He says, Matthew ten twenty two. For us followers of Jesus, expect to be hated by all because of my name. But be faithful to the end, and you will experience life and deliverance. Well, tells you up front, they're going to hate you if you don't follow them. Why? Because you'd be obnoxious. Because it's always about Jesus. Not because you're uh, mean. It's because you love Him so much that, that the world needs Him. And again, I'm reading from the Passion Translation today. And then Matthew 24, 9. Some more good news for every one of us who's going to follow Jesus. You can expect to be persecuted. Even killed. For you be hated by all the nation because of your love for me. Mm-mm. That's very encouraging, huh? So now you know up front. You're going to follow the Master? You're going to follow Jesus? It's going to cost you. So we have that in our heart that while we... Okay, He's going to cost me. Look what He did for me. Look what Christ did for me. He died for my sins on that cross. He bled. He was... Man... Went through all that stuff that rescued me, saved me. Now He just wants me to do the same thing that He did. And the awesome thing is, Jesus did it because of the Holy Spirit that filled Him. Right? Amen? And we have that same available to us. I was saying earlier when we were singing that song. You know, reign in me, raise in me, Pentecost. Give me the power, give me the strength. In our spirits we can feel today that, man, this world is nothing like it used to be. It's getting uglier and getting meaner. But I'm telling you what, greater he that's in us and he that's in the world, we exercise the authority given to us. Amen. Amen. And, and some of us are in the age now that we can't get out too much. Amen. That's okay. Your prayers are powerful at your couch or in your recliner or in your car. Understand that. It just, but our burden has to be, oh, oh Lord, all, all I can do. Burden my heart, Lord. If you're not burdened today, uh, actually the burden your heart. God, fill me. Give me your eyes. Give me your spirit. Let me be your hands and your feet totally. But He tells us up front what's going to take place. So if you're surrendering your life to the Lord, following Him, knowing you're going to be persecuted, Knowing you can be hated by people, you know that family members are going to turn away from you just because they're not ready for Jesus yet. But you're willing to do that. Why? Because of the love you have for the Lord. But while you're here on this earth, 
He has plans for us. And He says, I have plans for you, right? I have plans to prosper you. Now, I'm just talking about money, but increase your, 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 your faith, increase your bearings, your boundaries and stuff. Why do you want to do that? Because again, blessed to be a blessing. And the days that were encountered on and as a pastor, uh, I'm blessed with the opportunity to share what the Word of God says. Now, some people get upset when you share it. Amen? Sometimes they say, well, you're stepping on my toes. I don't step on anybody's toes. I share the Word of God. Right. Amen? Now, again, Scripture's coming out today is speaking to those who are following Him. Yep, giving all up for Him. Because maybe it might be something here you don't recognize. Oh, well, I never heard it that way before. And again, new year, new opportunities, new new challenges we're going to have. And so, I want to go to Matthew the 6th chapter, verse 25 and 30 to 34. Again, coming from the Passion Translation today. Some of you have the King James and New American Standard. But it says, This is why I tell you to never be worried about your life. For all that you need will be provided. Wow! That's the Master speaking to you. The one that you say, I'm going to follow. He said, don't worry about it. Whatever you need will be provided. Such as food, water, clothing. Everything your body needs. Isn't there more to your life than a meal? No amens on that one. <laughs> I know, we're getting close to dinner time. But isn't your body more than clothing? Look at all the birds. Do you think they worry about their existence? They don't plant or reap or store up food. Yet your Heavenly Father provides them with food. Aren't you more viable to your Father than they are? And I, I was saying with the Scripture this morning, because before we come to church, I'm feeding my birds. And they're out there waiting for me to come out. I thought, you're right, God. In the same way you feed me. You have other people come around me that feeds me. Wow. So which of you, by worrying, can add anything to your life? And why would you worry about your clothing? Look at all the beautiful flowers of the field. They don't work or toil. And yet not even Solomon in all his splendor was robbed in beauty more than one of these. So if God has clothed the meadow with hay, which is here for such a short time and then dried up and burned, won't He provide for you the clothes that you need? Even though you live with such little faith. So then forsake your worries. Why would you say, what will we eat? Or what will we drink? Or what will we wear? For that is what the unbelievers chase after. Doesn't your Heavenly Father already know the things that your bodies require? Doesn't He know that? Did He make your body? He make it to, to need food? Amen. Mm. So above all, constantly chase after the realm of God's kingdom and the righteousness that proceed from Him. Then all these less important things will be given to you abundantly. Refuse to worry about tomorrow, but deal with each challenge that comes your way, one day at a time. Tomorrow will take care of itself. We'll find everything that we need for this life we have chosen to follow right here in His Word. As the world turns upside down and people are scrambling to survive, our God has already set in motion the things for His children. Another version of the Scripture says, Seek ye first the kingdom of God and His righteousness and the things that you need we added to you. 
Seek ye first the kingdom of God. We search out God in the Scriptures, do we not? How many love it in there when it says, those who call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved? Isn't that awesome? He says uh, that your sins are separated from the east to the west. That your sins were scarlet red, but now they're white as snow. How many loves that stuff? Amen. Uh, amen? Don't you love that? They encourage you. Okay? But now, when He promises, I'm going to meet your needs, it doesn't mean I can sit down. So He's going, he's going to meet my need. Oh man, I found a purse. He did meet my need. My, my, my. <laughs> But we, amen, brother. <laughs> but I can sit down right now and say, "Hey, Starkey, you want to go out here?" Oh no, you'll meet my needs. And we probably all heard about the uh, the flood. You know, some of you might not. I'm not talking about Noah and Rita. I know you're there. But, uh, but remember, uh, the, the story goes where a guy was uh, in bad weather, and the water's coming up, and, and a guy showed up in the four wheelers. Hey, get on here! I'll get you out of here. You know, the water's going to go, go get deeper and deeper. Let me take you out of here. Oh, no, no. My God will provide my needs. And what happens next? Oh, the water's up the first floor of the house. He's inside of it. And, and here comes a boat. Fireman on a boat. Say, hey, get in here. I'll rescue you. No, thank you. But God will meet my needs. And then finally, he's on the roof. The water's clear up everywhere. And, and the helicopter's coming up over top of Hey, buddy, grab a hold of the rope. We'll save you. No, no thanks. My God will save me. Next thing you know, he drowns. He's in heaven. He said, God, what happened? He told me he'd help me meet my needs. And I waited and I waited. God said, buddy, I sent you a four-wheeler. I sent you a boat and I sent you a helicopter. What else would you want? <laughs> Amen. Now, So there's something he had to do. He would have to actually get on back to the four-wheeler and trust the driver that, and recognize, oh, thank you, God, you brought me a driver. Or get in into the boat. I mean, the guy didn't drag him to the boat, did he? He had an option to do that. Or when the helicopter when it came over, he had a choice either to reach up and grab it. He had to do something himself. No one came down that rope and grabbed a hold of him. Had to reach up. Had to decide, yes, thank you, God. You do meet my needs. So we're going to look at the Scripture here. Again, speaking to those of us who are following the Master. Amen? Uh, no, there is a Scripture in... Let me look real quick. Well, not real quick, but... Quicker than normal. In Proverbs 3, 5, and 6, it says, Trust in the Lord with all your heart, and lean not on your own understanding. And all your ways acknowledge Him and He will make your path straight. So don't, don't lean on your own way. Trust in God. Have you ever done things that the Word of God says to do one thing but you did it your own way? Because you're more familiar with it and more comfortable? Because if you did it God's way, you have to step out in faith. Amen? Oh, yeah. Yep, yep, yep. yep same here. Well, a couple of things we'll look at as we go through the day. We'll be done by 2, two 3 o'clock. Comfort you, comfort thee. It says in Genesis chapter 12, verse 3, talking to Abraham, he said, I will bless those who bless you. Amen? And whoever curses you, I will curse. But all the people on earth will be blessed through you. So there is no distinguish there of who. Anyone who blesses Israel, God will bless. 
Think of that. Now, being blessed and being saved are two different things. What? Yes. God, God put that law in motion. Anyone who blesses you, they might have no desire for the Jews, may hate the Jews or whatever. But they bless Israel, God is going to bless them back. Why? Because Israel is this chosen people. Amen? Think of that. So there's no distinguishing between that. Is that if a Muslim wants to bless them, if whatever, God is going to bless them back. If you want to send, if you're not born again, you want to send money to Israel. God's going to bless you. He said that. He has not went back on his word. Amen. Okay. You understand that? Well, let's step in here. We can throw chairs at me now. Okay. Malachi, chapter three, verse eight. Okay. Very important. Hear me through. Don't get mad at me. I'm bringing God's word. And apply this to our life. Now I hope the demonstration that the Lord gave me today will turn out we'll get, oh wow, I understand now. If it doesn't, at least you'll have something to eat. It says, Will a man rob God? That you're robbing me. But you say, How have we robbed you in tithes and offerings? He says, You are cursed with a curse, for you're robbing me, the whole nation of you. Bring the whole tithe into the storehouse, so that there may be food in my house. And test me now, this says the Lord of hosts, if I will not open up the windows of heaven and pour out a blessing, pour out for you a blessing until it overflows, then I will rebuke the devourer for you so that it will not destroy the fruits of the ground, nor will your vine in the field cast its grapes, says the Lord of hosts. All the nation will call you blessed, for you shall be a delightful land, to the Lord of hosts. Now, right there, God is talking to His people. He's not talking to the world. Amen? You follow me on that? Okay, I don't want to get confused because you have blessing Israel as a blessing and receiving a blessing back. But then He says to His people, Will a man rob God? Now, in this He says, You're robbing me. He says, you robbed me in tithe and offerings. You're cursed with the curse. Now, a tithe is a tenth. Tenth of our increase. Okay? So if I went out and shoveled snow today and I made 12 bucks, a dollar twenty would be my tithe. Okay? Now, we're going to see, I'm going to get through all the scriptures today or not. But remember this, though, and I'll pick up on later on. God wants a joyful giver. Amen? So you're sitting there, oh man, the preacher's like, I give 10%. Keep your money. God doesn't want it. He wants your faithfulness. He wants you to be so excited. You know, they bring you a tithe to my house to be food in my house. That's how they kept the, the place running. That's how we keep this place here running. Amen? Through tithes and offerings in that. He says, I will rebuke that empire for you. Everything belongs to God. Whether we acknowledge or not, everything you have in your pocket belongs to God. Your automobiles, your shoes, they're all belong to God. How do you know that? Because when you leave this world, you ain't going to take them with you. It's going to be right here. The only thing we're going to take with us is what our, our heart has decided to do with Jesus. We receive Him as our Savior, Lord, we're following Him. Wow. Now, did we just say in the earlier chapter, the other verse said, Seek ye first the kingdom of God and His righteousness, and these things be added to you. Wow. Now, I've never had it happen yet where I sat down and I needed a, a coat and out of heaven that fell on top of me. Okay, I'm not saying God can't do it because God can do miracles. 
But he gave me the opportunity to, to provide a coat for me. Either someone may come in and hand it to me, or I got money in my pocket, and I go to Goodwill and find a discount one for 12 bucks. But he'll meet my needs. I trust him in that part of it. I testified before, Carol's worship, well, it's our worship machine broke down. Yes, it did. I heard you in my back of my head. And we needed a worship machine. I've shared this before. And uh, come to church, I'm talking to the Lord. I have my coffee out front before we opened up. And I said, Lord, I know your word is true. You know, I tithe, we give offerings. So I know you'll meet my needs. So out there somewhere, the worship machine for me. Lead it to me, Lord. Walked back here, phone rang. Gentleman in the church had no idea what was going on. Pastor, I don't know. I want to buy you guys a worship machine. So he, you know what I'm saying? It was just, I knew that God would provide something for me. Because His Word is true. And that's where He wants us to be at with this, to understand that. A tenth of what we have goes to Him. I mean, if I can have it, thank God I didn't bring it with me today. I got four bucks in it. But I threw you my wallet right now. So there you go, Vic. Keep it. Just give me 10% back. Oh, that's a pretty good deal, ain't it? Be, yeah. Well, the best way I can describe it, hopefully we get... But we're not not upset because the preacher's talking about money because it has nothing to do with your church here. This church has been blessed for 20 years. We've always paid the rent. We've always put, paid the electric bill. Always had food here. God honors His His word. It's about us. It's about you. And I want to check how bar you for a second. I just want you to stand up. I won't make you do it much, but <laughs> famous last words. She actually, I know she went up Pastor Mark's this week. <laughs> oh, buddy, I'm sorry, you're hurting. Here, you sit down here. I made me check and Marty, they have a farm. And they, they feed animals and stuff. And uh, So, everything belongs to the Lord. So, here's corn. So, Chuck... Now, actually, there's 30 pieces of corn in there. So, oh man, I can feed my animals. So, he goes out and he feeds his animal. And he comes back, there's nothing in there. So, next feed day comes, he goes out and he feeds a pig. He comes back. The next thing you know, they got a baby. They got two babies. He's feeding the pig again. Okay? Now, I don't know what I'm going to do. I mean, I'm getting more kids to feed here. I'm feeding them, feeding them corn. And somebody stops. I said, wait a second, Chuck. I said, we know you raise pigs and cattle. Really, they're cattle farmers. But do you realize on this corn here, you have 30 pieces in here. If you just take three of them, now, you had to feed that to your, your pig. Chuck says, well, I got less now than I was. I need a fatter hog. I got more kids to feed. But but just take these three little ears of corn, not ears, but little kernels, plant them in the ground. What? Plant them in the ground. Why? They're going to grow more corn. What do you mean they're going to grow more corn? Why would they do that? Well, go to Genesis. First chapter of Genesis. God created the fruit trees, the vegetables, with their seed in there. Did you know that a tomato is a fruit? 
I never knew that until a while back because it's got seeds in it. Oh my, so I can eat I had a tomato and have my fruit at the same time. I feel better. Anyway. So Chuck says, I don't it sounds crazy to me. I'm telling you, Chuck, if you take these three little seeds and plant them, you'll have more corn. So what happens? Chuck takes it and he plants them. And next thing you know, but uh, look at that. <laughs> you went from 30 seeds to all those on there. <laughs> Check your corn crib when you get home, okay? okay. <laughs> it took a while to convince him to do this, but now he, 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 he can't deny it worked. Okay. Well, Chuck, if you plant more corn, you get more harvest. So now, let's just say we got 60 kernels on here now. So now, 10% is going to be how many, guys? Six. So, boom, he, he gives me six this time. Oh, that. So we go out and we plant it. It takes three kernels of, of corn to, to make a, a stock. My understanding it does. Then you get one ear per stock, correct? Two? You get two. Sometimes you get two? One kernel? Well, back when we were kids, we planted seven, then we got down to three. But okay. The back one. Deer ate him, yep, yep. So anyway, now he takes it and he plants it, and now look what he's got. See what's taking place here? He had 30, 30 pieces of corn in here. Okay, took ten percent of it, and and finally convinced it, plant it, boom, and it grew. And look what he's doing. And now he does it again. Oh, I got one more. Your cows gonna like me, yeah. Well, I'm gonna like your cows, buddy, yeah. But look at this. All all because it all started because of three kernels. That he planted, and he trusted. He got the point. He got convinced. I want to try this. And why did it work? Because that's how God created it. Amen. I can't tell you how how this thing popped open and, and a stock comes out of it. I just know it does. I've seen it time and time again. In fact, have you ever heard corn grow? Yeah. Come on. We sit out there in the middle of summer and actually hear the corn grow at nighttime. It's amazing. It's awesome. So just somewhere we got Chuck there listening to him. But look, at, look, if you had never, ever trusted what God has done, you'd still be feeding that one kid, and not one kid, feeding that one pig, trying to feed all them kids. And you know, man, it's really tough to be a Christian. God said to meet all my needs. Well, if you follow His instructions... Trust in him. So, hold that again. Okay? Don't spill them. I'll be back. I will eventually in there, but not right now. So now, Chuck takes this here, this corn, mm. and he puts it in a microwave. Oh, 
Look at that. Oh, look at that. Man, look, it's, it's good corn. In fact, it's fire-roasted sweet corn from uh, Royal King. I'll eat some. So now, <laughs> don't eat my kid's corn. But, but look what happened here. <laughs> he took his corn. I say, Chuck, can I, can I have three pieces? No, you don't need three pieces of it. So he's it. Oh, man, that's good. Mm. Eventually, it's gone. So he takes another 30, puts it in there. I actually was. I get one back here. I actually counted out 30 pieces. I got tired of counting, so it's close to it. So he got it again. You check, you have three pieces of it? No. He eats it, it's gone. Pops it again. Man, if I, if I had three pieces of it, I can multiply that for you. Just give me a tenth of what you got there. Because the kids are hungry. Marty's back here, she's hungry. And you're only thinking about yourself. you got to trust it. It doesn't make sense to give something away that you need. You know, guys are the only one to understand that he means that. Like, we want to hang on to it. And, you know, I don't have much, but what I have is mine. And to say, give it away, is un- unheard of. But Chuck says, all right, you can have three pieces of it. <laughs> don't eat him. <laughs> so, here we go. Here, eat that, will you? Not yet. So because, because of Chuck being faithful, he planted in three. Look what he's got now. Look, look what he, I mean, it's like, oh, I can't handle this. Did not God say I'll pour out a blessing on you you cannot contain? Oh, what are we going to do without? Well, you can feed some other people. Yeah, you have to get up. So look, because of your faithfulness, and it just truly is popcorn, guys. Look at that. Wow. So what did he do now? He's got three more pieces. So it would be nine pieces he had to sew this time. And he sews nine more pieces. Yeah, you can help me pass these out if you want to. You got the bottom one? No. Okay, 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 just take two of them. I was just going to take two and give her one. Okay. Take the bottom one. There we go. Okay, yeah. Go to the bottom one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there should be enough for everybody. Don't go away yet. But you keep multiplying and multiplying. And given. And look, look what's taking place. Here you go. Oh, hold that. Yep. And his water back in the back, $2 a bottle. So, I <laughs> know. I hope he's out. But, but, do you see what's taking place here? Because of Chuck's faithfulness to the Word, look what God is doing. Now, the same time as you receive, 
Oh, wow. I'm going to trust the Lord too. And you plant three. See what goes on? But look at Chuck. This is an amazing thing. <laughs> yeah. That's mine. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody get one today? But now we look at Chuck's popcorn bowl. Look at that. And here's your corn, too. <laughs> but, but listen, look at look what all he has. And look what you have. Some people in their heart would say, well, look at that. He didn't eat all that popcorn. I think it's terrible. It's just, it's just terrible. He's a Christian, and look at all this popcorn that he has. Have you ever heard before? Oh, I think it's terrible. He's supposed to be a preacher. He's got a jet. He's got a jet, and he flies around the world in a jet. Hey, you ever try walking around the world? <laughs> Henry Church? Yeah. You can't outgive God. Amen. You can, and He'll pour into you a blessing you cannot contain. And look how many people out here right now can be praising the Lord because you got popcorn today. All because of the faithfulness of one man stepping out and trusting God. He goes beyond this. I'll rebuke the devourer for you. Who's the devourer? Satan. Think of that. He said, and, and he says this to you. Only time I ever read the scriptures, test me in this, says the Lord. Test me. Now, folks. Again, this is encouraged. I, I never look at any tithe records here. I have no idea what you give. The only person I know what I give is myself. But listen, this is His Word. And so many times people say, well, I give that preacher that money. He don't need it. I don't get any of your money. Start with, I live on a cop's pension. <laughs> well, we survived, don't we, Fred? <laughs> yeah, yeah. God has always met my needs. Amen. Now, I gave tithe before I was born again. I gave it through my wife. Uh, gave it through her. I mean, she's born again. Okay, so, so we had that covenant going on. And folks, we are blessed to be a blessing. And look how, how that comes. Trusting the Lord. Otherwise, he said, we're cursed with the curse. Now, folks, you can't, again, it goes back, you can't write a check today. So, here, preachers, 10% what I got. I want to go to heaven. You can't buy your way to heaven. This is the contract we have with God or covenant. After you realize, hey, I'm a sinner, I'm headed to hell, but God loves you so much that Christ went and died on the cross, my sins have been forgiven. Wow, He lives inside of me now. Everything I have belongs to Him. And if I just give Him back 10% of it, He's going to bless me to be a blessing to others. That way they'll see the glory of God. Man, isn't that awesome? That's how it all works. I have never ever met anyone who tithed that didn't say, oh my land, I can't believe it. I've had folks in the church 80, 90 years old. They never want to tithe. And they did. They couldn't believe it. I mean, you get in your wallet at the end of the month if you're not married and you got money left, okay? If you're married, tithe, there's money there. We've had money in the check account. No idea how it got there, you know. I mean, it wasn't stolen. <laughs> Don't get me wrong on that. Uh, but we've had money. We've been audited by the IRS seven years after we filed our taxes. And they owed us money. And they sent us money. 
Again, it's not about the money part of it. It's about the fairness and goodness of God to find favor with Him. And we've learned when we get unexpected money, we hang on to it. Because God always meets our needs before we need it. And so if you give me $400, hang on to it. I might need tired. Or maybe my brother might need something. It's all his. So this is just part of I know I've gone over but uh and next week we'll continue on this. But it's all to encourage us. Because we got to realize when he says, I'll meet your needs. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and His righteousness. We find in the Scripture, what you got in there, Lord? And one of the very simplest things is the tithe. And people say, well, yeah, but Jesus came and He fulfilled the law. The tithe was never under the law. It was way back. I can't say the guy's name, but... Say louder, hon. Thank you. My teeth won't let me do that. That's what all started. And we'll see next week where Jesus didn't get rid of either. But it's trusting Him. If we can trust Him with our soul, if we can trust for eternity in a place called heaven, we ought to be able to trust Him with that. And, and again, it will pour into you and you'll be a blessing for those around you and over there. Do much, much, much more. You know, Pastor Peter passed away a couple of months ago, you know. We been with him for 20 years. And he's so close to finishing that orf- orphanage over there in Africa. All because, not because, of, but your faithfulness to him. And we started out in the ministry sending him $25 a month. And then as people gave him the offerings, we were up to $200, at least $200 a month to Pastor Peter. Helping him get the orphanage built. Yes, but that's over in Nigeria. Yes. A Christian man of God teaching them youngsters yes. out of Muslim in order to be a Christian to share the gospel. And you guys help do that. You have blessings from that. Amen? Amen. But I just... You, can, you, you don't like your popcorn? <laughs> Nigeria, yeah. I mean, they hate us. Hate us over there. But again, just going back, I hope this maybe an idea. You don't like popcorn? We can take yours out. I eat mine without mine. <laughs> I have no problem with that. <laughs> yeah, I know. But... Uh, but anyway, that's how the system is designed. But you can see today, looking back to the Scripture, I go back here with you. I see this one man here who decided, okay, I'll trust. I'm going to trust the Lord. i got to do something. What I have ain't working. Then he realized when he did, mainly he sowed in order to feed his family. Look what God did. Not just feeding his family, but feeding perfect strangers. And how blessed they are. Man, how, how, how did you be able to do this? Well, I just trust the Word of God. I give my life to the Lord and I just follow Him. Wow. God supply all my needs are rich in glory in Christ Jesus. That was spoken by Brother Paul. Think of that. He says, My God will supply all your needs. Why did He say that? Because they were giving to His ministry to share the Gospel. He was saying, You can outgive God. Just trust in Him. Amen? Yeah, I just want to, I just want to share that. And I hope I encourage you guys. I'm going to take up a special offering today. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no. But the same way, you know, uh, you know, we give every month. Well, we take change and stuff up there for the babies and stuff. Look at the lives you're impacting. You know, a quarter of whatever, we, we, we give what we can. But someday, we're up and having, having that. Oh man, how the marriage up the land. You have people running up to you saying, Thank you, thank you, what? 
Oh, you fed me. Oh, thank you. Or thank you that you love Pastor Peter. Yeah. Or your own kids come up to you and say, thank you. Thank you for not wavering. Yeah, I mean, it's just amazing what it does. Anybody got questions? I forgot I brought salt in for the popcorn, but I didn't use that. But I appreciate you, buddy, very much. I, I do. But, but again, it will pick up next week. But it's just to share with you that... Sorry, buddy. Trust, trust in the Lord. And do not lean on your own understanding, you know. And, and we'll look at it. So I don't want you to leave here today thinking well, the preacher was preaching about money. No, I'm preaching about the covenant God's given us. You know that? Help me all my needs. Amen. Praise God. You want to pop? You want to eat the popcorn? You're welcome to. We can pour. They didn't spit in, did they? No. Okay. No, I just can't even do that. So. But next weekend we'll we'll pick up and flipping the four ten. We'll start off next week. So, and uh, won't be in popcorn next week. <laughs> Potato chips, so I do that. But again, I, I pray this open your eyes up a little bit. Encourage one another. So may the good Lord bless you and keep you. May call His face and shine upon you. Be gracious to you. May He turn His face toward you and grant you peace. And may you walk in the authority that Christ won for us at the cross. And His blessing that He handed Abraham rests upon you, upon your children, upon your children's children's children, and they all come to know Jesus in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Amen.